I think there are things that I could enjoy if I went there by myself. Um, uh, <laughs> I would I would probably eat at uh, different restaurants than I normally do. Uh, I, I like a lot of the food that's there, but not all of it is specifically pescatarian friendly. Hmm. Um, Since when have you become pescatarian? Kira is, and I oh. don't really eat meat. Oh. I barely eat meat anymore. You eat meat all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we go to a goddamn restaurant, you get meat. That's different. Time. It's so going out. out. It's a special <laughs> occasion. Seafood, that's meat. <laughs> See meat? Well, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I eat seafood. That's I. Why I always I said pescatarian. I said the fish part. What the fuck do you want from me? I'm doing. I'm doing the best I can with my limited vocabulary. You don't have a limited vocabulary. Shut the fuck up. I'll suck Hi, the fuck wife. up. Bye. Call you when you're <laughs> to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the only net negative game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie. Uh, the other has not seen. I'm your co-host Wes, and I just had to make sure I was in fact recording, and I am. <laughs> this is your other co-host. A very sad, beaten, and broken down fiancé, Ethan. Not my fiancé. Not, let's make it clear, Wes Hashtag. did not win last season, so we're not getting married to each other. Hashtag not my fiancé. <laughs> The current score is me, 30.5, and Ethan, 21. Oh, 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 Jerry, Jerry. Uh, we're talking, oh, we're finishing up Black Klansman, and we're talking how Stella got her groove back. A replacement for a different episode, uh... I'll get. I'll talk about it more once we get there. Wes, did you read my letterboxed review of how Stella got her group back? I hope you didn't. I did not. Okay, good. You're just keeping the sanctity of this show. I just uh, don't check letterboxed often. <laughs> I so I've been checking letterboxed as a way to curb my horrible Twitter addiction. So I'm checking letterboxed constantly, and let me tell you something. When you don't fo- when you follow like eight people on Letterboxd, there's not that much new stuff there all the time. Right. <laughs> Hence why I do not check it. So to my friends who are watching movies on an almost daily basis and logging them, thank you so much. <laughs> You're keeping me from becoming the most online person with the worst Twitter opinions ever. It's all thanks to you. It's like in the 60s today in Milwaukee. Hmm. It's only like the fourth time it's happened this year. People are doing disco. They're on roller skates. Yeah, so I'm hearing motorcycles outside, people uh, blaring music, and a car going off at the same time. So It's a regular block party. If that's what you're hearing on my party. side of the mic, listeners... Just know spring has sprung. <laughs> uh, I want to bounce the moon just like a toy balloon. Not an ordinary balloon, one that is specifically a toy made to be played with. I want to bounce the moon off my ass. And he could. <laughs> Folk listeners I of went the to podcast. Sonic High. <laughs> Sonic High School. You probably remember more about that than I do. I do remember it quite well. 
Should we revisit it? Uh, leave a leave a comment on this YouTube video if we should revisit Sonic High School. And when I say revisit, I don't mean like on the show. We've never covered it before. There's no lost episode. It's just a thing that Wes and I talked about. Oh, I don't know. What? Five years ago? Yeah, about five. Um, you know, we could revive. Uh, fuck. Serving pleasure. We, talk, we talked about this two episodes ago. It's too soon. Okay. To bring yeah. it up again. I do. A, I feel well, like if I do Joey's a podcast good job. gets away with talking about the same thing every episode, <laughs> look, we notice, motherfuckers. <laughs> we know none of you are listening anymore, but if you were, we want you to know we noticed. Can't stand it on freedom. Can't stand it on AJL. Certainly can't stand it on decommission. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing, dear. (laughs) Our little secret. (laughs) I hope that picks up. I don't know if, Wes, you've noticed this wrist splint that I'm wearing. That hurts. I I can't do that. That hurts a lot. (laughs) For those who can't see, which is all of you, uh, Ethan has a tiny little twig wrapped around his wrist to keep it straight <laughs> with clear scotch tape. It's not working. And when I mentioned it hurts, uh, <laughs> I didn't trim the extra branches on the twig, so they poke my wrist and it hurts. Because <laughs> this sounds like a normal clap, right? <laughs> sounds we like s- when I give someone clap. Mm. Black Klansman ah! <laughs> Ethan, you didn't do well on this quiz. Nope. Nor is society. Um you have the possibility with the bonus points to beat my score, but just let I'm just letting you know currently as it stands, you did not. Mm, mm. I'm ready to fight though. I'm ready to fight you. Open-ended questions. I gave you a quarter of a point. Ooh, a quarter for correctly identifying that Topher Grace plays David Duke? Yep. <laughs> How much for saying uh, a probably racist thing that uh, John David Washington looks a little bit like Eddie Griffin did in Undercover Brother? Uh, uh, I'm not willing to say because... Uh, I don't know who Eddie Griffin is, so... Oh, that's right. You've never seen Undercover Brother. I've only seen Undercover Boss. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, Takara also thought that this was the guy from SNL. The guy from SNL? Chris Red? Current current SNL or before? Yeah, current SNL. Current SNL... I would say Chris Red. I was getting some Chris Red vibes early in the movie. Yeah, so you got a quarter point for that, but you didn't know why Ron Stallworth got promoted to detective. Because he asked. Uh, you didn't know why, uh, what Ron's mistake was when he first calls the clan. So oh, he's just his real first and last name. Mm-hmm. The scene where everyone in the intelligence office just turns around to look at him is very funny. He also didn't guess that Adam Driver's personal stake in the investigation is that he's Jewish. I thought it was because he wanted to be more like Orenthal James Simpson. <laughs> and uh, he also said the Klan's plan was to assassinate a public official their their plans are unclear and bad at best. They're planning to kill a public figure. Yeah. But even that, I think, is a bit generous for uh, <laughs> a student org president. <laughs> It'd be mm-hmm. like if someone was plotting to kill... <laughs> uh, like if someone at UW-Madison was trying to kill me at some point when I was the head of Iceberg... And you know what? I should have gone through with it. <laughs> I was begging for you to unload that C4 <laughs> on me. Mm-hmm. 
Your mailbox and car were too damn small. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Wes drives a little play school car with a yellow roof and red chassis. Mm. Nowhere to hide C4 in it. Uh, multiple choice. You got no, no points. Mm-hmm. You got no points. Mm-hmm. How does Ron get a hold of David Duke? You said a police officer in the department knows him. <sighs> it's a cold call. Yeah. I I I was right in guessing that David Duke would be the type of guy to pick up the phone for mm-hmm. a cold call. Yep. What kind of relationship does Ron develop with the president of the Black Student Union? It's romantic. Yeah. You said initially romantic, but mostly platonic. If anything, it starts mostly platonic and then romantic. Unlike any relationship I've ever had. I would say it from the beginning, it's pretty romantic. He's laying on the moves almost immediately. I thought that was him being a really good undercover agent. I That's a joke, everyone. I, I want you to know that when uh, Ron starts as an undercover agent, he's asking so many questions, he's immediately identifiable as an <laughs> undercover cop. <laughs> Who is the target of the clan? You said Stokely Carmichael, because you nah. thought... Uh, nope, were... I redacted okay. that from the last episode, so... Because you thought that was the right answer, was what I was I did say. think it was the right answer. I redacted the whole question from the last episode. But the target of the clan is, in fact, Patrice. Mm-hmm. The shot when Stokely Carmichael is talking, when it's the faces in the audience, that's the only mm-hmm. like directorial thing. I was like, I don't know if I groove with this as much. It was very striking. I won't say it wasn't like evocative yeah. but it, it was kind of weird also it made it seem more spiritual and um mm. almost metaphysical for me it felt very how you say um like bohemian rhapsody still have never I, seen it i thought they were going to see a little silhouette of a man no it's <laughs> I'm talking about the original music video. I'm not talking about the Rami Malek movie. Oh, the there was the wait. Queen existed. The original before? Queen. Oh, I thought that movie was fictional. Mm. Well, that's your problem. Whenever you don't like a piece of media, you assume it's fictional because you hate all fiction. Well, again, I haven't seen it. I'm just never heard of the band. Hmm. Because there's only one queen in your heart. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. She may or may not be alive. Elizabeth. Uh, why does David Duke come to Colorado Springs? You said to campaign for Congress. Nah. I don't remember. To induct Ron into the Klan. Why would he do that personally? That's so weird. Uh, I guess it's because he had really intimate phone calls with Ron. Yeah. And I guess I would want to induct someone to the Ku Klux Klan personally if we had long conversations about what made us who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, who we are. Uh. Uh, David Duke did run for Congress, I believe, in the 90s. Let me double check. But it's that on was the new Missouri, Twitter page, Crazy Shit in American History. I remember seeing it the other day. <laughs> Did he lose to someone who was dead? Or was that someone else? Okay, it was 1989 that he uh, ran for his first house seat. I'm going to have to read this later. But he ran in Riveting 1989 podcast. and then throughout <laughs> the 90s he ran. And he ran for president, I think, in 92. And he could have had it, too. If it weren't for those meddling kids. The voters. Uh, You also got extra credit, Ron. Duke does meet the real Ron Stallworth. Mm -hmm. In a rather tense, but also fun scene. It's great. It's a good scene. Uh, The photograph, I... 
shouted laughing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> the fact that Flip is able to not break during that moment is crazy. Yeah. What is the last thing Patrice and Ron see in the movie? You said their baby crying. I did guess that. It's not that. Uh, it's, of course, a big burning cross. Mm-hmm. What a well shot scene. Yeah. That Tr- guy's going into Smash Bros. <laughs> Wait, has, anyone, has anyone made that edit yet? So there's um, the last thing you see in the world of the movie yeah. is a close up on um, one of the clan's eyes uh-huh. reflecting the burning cross. Yeah. Oh. And I don't. Re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but this is for the audience as well. When the first DLC or when the first new character was unveiled for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, it was the Inkling from Splatoon, and I thought this one had happened. <laughs> I don't know if the rest of the world did because it's pretty fucked up. But the first thing that the Inkling sees is the burning Smash logo, which is essentially a cross. <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty funny. And we still play that game to this day. Uh, and then Sora comes out of the burning cross. In the true or false is where you really hit your uh, Grand Slam Denny style. Mm, ooh, two sausage, three egg scramble, two pancakes, and toast. Isn't it crazy that they give you pancakes and toast? Isn't it crazy that mentioning Denny's while... Talking about Black Klansmen actually kind of makes sense. In what way? Denny's is notorious for not hiring black employees that ah. gotten sued many times. And that also uh, not serving black customers. And that's why I always go to real diners. Like Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> Where the racism isn't so corporate. <laughs> It's the patrons. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> uh, slap that logo on. I'm gonna make that in <laughs> tonight. Said uh, that it was true that the clan house had gone with the wind movie night. No, it's birth of a nation, yeah. and I knew I knew it would be. I knew it. <laughs> Why was that movie made? Why was that movie ever ever made? Just cause for funsies. Gone, gone with the wind. No, Birth of a Nation. I mean, Birth of a Nation. It was meant to be a historical retelling, and for most of the movie, it is historically based. But then they mm. have a reconstruction. Mm. piece that is largely not mm. so you're saying we should cover it and that was the uh i think the second half of the movie is it's because it's like four hours long oh the first two hours is like about the civil war and that's historically based and also i believe fairly boring and then the second half is reconstruction and that's where like it's largely racist and problematic why would you watch a movie that's four hours long? I mean, this was 1910s, so people were kind of treating movies like theater almost. But why weren't they on their phone? Oh, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had phones back then. They should have played Doodle Jump. <laughs> Do people still play Doodle Jump? I play Fruit Ninja. By the end of the movie, Ron doesn't believe the police can be reformed. You said true. I gave you a half a point. He does. I would say that he doesn't believe that the police can be reformed, but he does have his unit that he does 
trust. Right. I think but like from a, from a very it's it's the same thing with like it's the same thing with voting in a national election, I guess. So <laughs> you can vote for a national person, but the biggest impact you're going to make is always going to be on a small scale if you're looking to make change from within the system. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. And for those who are listening, we do have a special guest. Uh, a Muppet is in the studio <laughs> with us. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> I do have one. Bullshit. Uh, I get, so I gave you half a point because it's kind of unclear. It seems like he's kind of riding the fence by the end. He was pretty pro uh, police can be reformed, but by the end he's suffered enough losses, but he's also mm-hmm. done enough good that I think he seems of the mind that there's a lot of bad cops, but a few good cops, and I feel like that's still kind of someone who writes. There the is a moment in the movie that I do think is really nice at the end when they actually come together and they get, uh, what is it, Langley, Langster, whatever Langster. the 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 one. <laughs> I think that might be his name. I don't think that's a name. <laughs> I think that's his name. Well, they get the there's because there's only one bad cop in the entire unit, and they do get him fired. And so, like that's that's a fun hurrah moment. But then, like the chief is no good. Landers, not Langster. Lang- Langster. Langster. Langster is what his grandma called him. <laughs> I'm a straight up Langster. Uh, you said it was true that Ron gets arrested by fellow police officers in this movie, and that is true. I hated that. That, that scene caused me physical pain. That's the first full point you've gotten on this quiz. <laughs> That's the part. You know that part in Get Out where everyone in the audience was like, oh, fuck no! Um, maybe it was just my theater where the police car shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep watching! <laughs> Man, my theater when I watched Get Out for the first time was awesome. <laughs> I didn't see it in theaters. I saw uh, uh, Us in theaters. Hmm. But. I've still never seen it. It's too scary. Um, I don't find... A, I, as longtime listeners know, I don't find movies really scary. I've never really been scared by a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I especially didn't find that movie scary because... Of one of the uh, characters in it is played by Tim Heidecker, and I yeah, just can't I don't take think him seriously ever... as a serious <laughs> actor. He has spent his entire career being insane and <laughs> trying to be not even like not an actor, but to transcend his own humanity. <laughs> right. So it, for a movie where he tries to be a serious normal guy, it can't be done. <laughs> Especially just like a suburban dad. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how in Bridesmaids he doesn't have a single line? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think he should. I just think it's funny that it's him. He's in the movie and he doesn't speak once. <laughs> I should watch Bridesmaids again. I feel like I don't think I've actually seen it all the way through. I've seen the entire movie, but I've never seen it all in one sitting. It's still pretty good. I watched it a, a couple months ago. It, it it holds up. Uh, you said it was false that Ron successfully runs a sting on a racist cop who mistreated P- Patrice. That's that's true. He does do that, yeah. so I got it false. Mm-hmm. The FBI gets involved in Ron's investigation of the clan. You said true. I gave you half a point because they aided, but it was unofficial. <laughs> I just want to say that the fact that you've had two true or false questions where it could be either answer is really fucked up quiz making on your part. Yeah. <laughs> so I would honestly say they give him enough information that I would consider them involved. They I just would... say that it's off the record because that's what the FBI always does. So give me the full point. No, I'm not going to give you the full point because at the, this time the FBI was still headed by J. Edgar Hoover, who uh, probably pro clan, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> hey Hoover, 
If you can hear me in hell, send your goons after me. I'm doing it again. And just to be clear, Ethan believes J. Edgar Hoover's in hell because he might have been a closeted gay man. <laughs> yeah, let's make it clear. It's not because of his terrible invest. Oh, fuck. Ow. The, the twig just snapped. <laughs> Pierced his skin. Ow, so pointy. And that uh, scotch tape is way too tight. There is <laughs> his hands are white. <laughs> Past purple. There's nothing inside them anymore. They're so inflated. I don't think I could take this tape off. He also said out of hope alone, Trump would not be in this movie. He is in fact in it, so you don't get the point. I I wish he fucking wasn't. You know why he's in this movie? He's in this movie because he was the president of the United States, and I wish that didn't happen either. <laughs> Uh, the end of that segment hurt me a lot. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. To the, to the point, you no, know, it, I, and I just want to shout it out a lot. It moved me to the point of tears, which a lot of things do, but I do want to give this a uh, special mention. And I feel like it's a moment that I should acknowledge during any movie that we cover. Um, I texted Wes that I finished the movie, but I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> Because I was struggling to breathe. He didn't have his inhaler. Mm-mm. I have asthma. And he watched this movie on a treadmill. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine a suburban white mom watching this movie on a treadmill in the morning. <laughs> this is this is the start to her day. <laughs> Headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> the loudest mixed up n-words screaming in her airpods as a little uh child like playing games <laughs> on a like little kid table next to her mm-hmm. but he can't hear it it's fine <laughs> but he there's is nothing in fact watching the screen <laughs> yeah no no there's nothing visually upsetting in this movie it's not rated r for that it's just language um uh, finally do you want to explain the screen grab uh oh god that's so early in the movie that's just it's uh ron and patrice dancing together at a club the shot that wes provided to me is not in the movie <laughs> it is they are they do dance like this in the they movie. are but but the shot as presented of course yes. never no, happens no. it's the Whatever version of this scene that's in the movie is probably just their faces, I think. No, we see their we see them like full on dancing. We see their full bodies. Okay. Uh yeah, but that this is when Ron is okay. getting to he know doesn't fucking Patrice. Me. I look I don't. <laughs> I still have my rental. I'm not gonna go back and check. Yeah, uh you said that this was a club, everyone is Afro point. You said this is Ron Patrice, other point. Uh, you said this is a good time, but it's investigation by Disco Light. Not really. It's just it, came he's after. Investiga- he's investigating. He's investigating. He's getting to know an important person. This is a person of interest in a case that he wants to work on. This was right after Patrice uh, got felt up and assaulted by Langster during a, a pullover. <laughs> So no, they're not having a good time. This is them just they're trying, trying to, cope. to have a good this time. Is, coping is not. No one in this world on this bitch called Earth has ever had a good time. We are all here coping with the horribleness of existence and the pain of it every single day. I'm having a pretty good day. Uh... <laughs> are you? Because what's coming tomorrow? The Lord's Day. Um, he said he's learning some moves, and they're smack dab in the middle. I'm not giving you any more points. That's Two points. True. Yeah. Squeeze in the middle. Smack All right. dab in the middle. So finally, you took a play out of my playbook, and you watched this movie right before we filmed the po- we're recording the podcast. So uh, let's see if you get these three bonus points. 
Probably won't. <laughs> Where did Flip Zimmerman's fictional dad live? Dallas? El Paso. El Paso. I knew it was in Because te- they flipped the two cities, and I was making lunch mm-hmm. when that scene was playing. <laughs> this one's a tough one. What federal agency were the two clans been involved in that the FBI revealed? NORAD. Oh, okay. You got it. I paid attention. True or false? Because I wasn't clear whether they were in NORAD and joined the clan on their own accord or if they were working for NORAD to investigate the clan. Why would fucking NORAD investigate the clan? Exactly. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> What's NORAD doing here? You know, there's one option that seems likely. There's one option that makes no sense at all. So which one? Do, we got to we got away our options. Wesley, what does NORAD stand for? Uh, it's the National No, it's all I know is that they're in charge of the nuclear weapons. Oh. They know where the button is. No, they're the they're the ones running the facilities. They, I mean, the buttons with the president. <laughs> so well, I guess the yes, is. they do know where it is. Just do because you know it's where the common is? knowledge. <laughs> it's under Biden's pillow. The real reason they had to get rid of Major is because he was going to press the button. <laughs> True or false, Stokely Carmichael's new name is Kwame Ture. I think you pronounced it wrong. It's Kwame Ture, but yeah. That is true. All right. So, Ethan, would you rewatch this movie? (sighs) Let me make it clear beforehand. This is a good movie. It's a well-made movie. It's well-structured. It's powerful in its narrative. Could I watch it again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if you had the some per- friends over. <laughs> this is a great movie to watch with the boys with some brews. And when I say the boys, I specifically mean party. exactly what you're thinking of. <laughs> Exclusively white frat boys. Yeah. Do you want to watch this for your frat party? Not your frat party, your bachelor party. <laughs> Actually, by they're one and the same. Yeah. I mean, most of your, your groomsmen are your frat. Uh, they're from bros. my frat, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the performances in this movie are great. Um, shot direction is great. Uh, pacing is good. Mm-hmm. Pacing is quite good in this movie. A uh, little tip of the hat at what's coming next. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. I, I, I genuinely have nothing else to say. It's good. <laughs> Wesley, yeah. did you rewatch this movie? I mean, this is the second time I've watched it. I probably will rewatch it in the future. I just don't know when I would ever... like. This is not a movie that you sit down and you're like, oh, I'm going to put on a movie. Like, this is a movie that, like, you're watching for a purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and it has to be a very specific purpose in time. This is not like a just a fun popcorn movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if I would call but I would still call this movie fun at times. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I was just thinking about. Of course, I would label this movie good on my scale of not good, fine, and good. Um, I think this movie might... Okay, well, that'll get into another point. But I think I will say that this... I I was trying to think of what I would rate it on Letterboxd. I think I might give this five stars. <laughs> Folks, for those who don't follow Wes's Letterboxd, this will be the only movie that is rated five stars on Wes's Letterboxd. I was just, when you were talking, I was in my head and I was like, five stars? I think it might be, but it might also be four and a half because 
Alec Baldwin's <laughs> I did text Wes at the start of this movie. Wow, a real murderer. <laughs> and I was too busy laying pavement uh, to respond. <laughs> but, um... Oh, and more importantly, there's one thing that should have happened that uh, didn't. And why did that guy get to say all of his lines? Did they fire Jamie Taco? Wes doesn't know what I think you should leave sketch I'm referencing. Yeah, I don't. So the guy that plays Ivanhoe is in the sketch oh, that I think yes. you should leave. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, no, you're talking about. So there should be a skinny teen saying all of that guy's lines way faster than him. <laughs> um, but I think I will give it five stars because at the very least, Alec Baldwin's playing just a terrible terrible human being which he Mm -hmm. is in real life so (laughs) i guess it evens out (laughs) um i was gonna say one other thing oh and one thing i do like that this movie touches on and i feel like i should make a special shout out for is the horrible anti-semitism of the ku klux klan that i feel like often gets forgotten yeah but it's a it's a pivotal point in this movie and it really brings um flip and ron together and right. i feel like that's important as a as a country it's important that that unites them because hate is something that hateful people will feel towards everyone right um another there's an HBO miniseries that kind of does that well from like the flip side of uh, anti-Semitism getting linked with uh, black racism. Mm-hmm. And it's uh plot against America. I have heard about that. It's a great series. I'm just rewatching it. I've seen it multiple times now. It's, it's just really great. Okay. Um, also very intense. Not as intense as this movie. <laughs> so what you're what intense. you're saying is this is this is a uh, this is a great thing to put on while I'm at work in the background. <laughs> yeah, when you're at work specifically, yes. Yeah, no speakers on. Uh huh. Wake up, people. <laughs> <laughs> is this movie better than most of the movies we've done for this podcast? Now. <laughs> Venom, let there be carnage. So so much better. The part in this movie where <laughs> Felix pulls up to the car and you see him staring at the mailbox with the C4 detonator <laughs> in his hands. I was like, yeah! <laughs> um, I think this I was, might... I was probably problematically excited about him <laughs> killing himself. Yeah. Was I the only one who laughed at the part where the lady's trying to put the C4 in the mailbox <laughs> and it doesn't fucking fit and she's just... <laughs> trying to make it fit even though it obviously will not it's very tense but also like just it's the, a great the, the balance walking it, that yeah. line <laughs> that woman's fucking crazy she's a great the, actress. the woman playing here is so good yeah, she's a good actress the, her sound bites screaming over birth of a nation uh-huh. are so fun she's basically going yeah girl power <laughs> And she does a good uh, job kind of putting a magnifying glass to white women who are complicit with, yeah. But yeah, I would say this might be the best movie we've watched. Uh, I keep going back and forth on whether this is better than um, Parasite. Hmm. They were competing in the Oscars the same year, right? No, I don't think so. No, this came out the year after? Yeah. Parasite yeah. came out a year after. And Black Klansman lost to Green Book, if you remember. <laughs> I remember when that happened. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I believe the last time uh, Spike Lee lost best picture was to uh, driving miss daisy yeah i was about to say was it driving miss daisy <laughs> incredible I tell you what, incredible i tell you what at the museum we don't have shit on driving miss daisy <laughs> what about green book 
uh, one single place, which is just acknowledging the fact that it won Best Picture. <laughs> well, yeah, I think this is the best movie we've watched so far, in my opinion. Hmm. I'd have to really think about it, but the way that I perceive movies is kind of fucked. Fucked up. It's fucked up. Uh, Ethan, you're walking away with a score of six and a quarter points. So <laughs> the fact I that I you. did bad on the last quiz is pretty much canceled out. But <laughs> you did about equally as bad. I still think I can take it. I forgot to put up a poll for what prize I win. So I'll do that after this recording. You are behind me by three and a quarter points right now. <laughs> I think I can still take it. Uh, I'll do the right thing, and I'm going to cheat. (laughs) (laughs) I have the resources to cheat, and I will use them. You heard it here, folks. We're going to take a break uh, so I can cheat real quick, (laughs) and then we'll be back for how Stella got her groove back. Good luck. There's nothing about this movie on the internet. (laughs) I'm doing all right. I just had to pay a parking ticket yesterday. Because you parked on a fire hydrant? I parked on a person. (laughs) I parked on a police officer. On duty. Hey! Hey, you get the fuck off of me, you little runt. Hey, you come down here and get this ticket I just wrote for you. (laughs) That's a ticket! All right, now you go about your day. (laughs) And when I get this car off me, oh, you're going to be sorry. And he was gone by the time I got back. And all that was left was a finger. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't, ev- wasn't even part of him that my car was on top of. We're back. <laughs> Please keep that part in. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I Starting love, from where? I fucking I love know. that line. From <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. And there's almost never a, a point that I could use it. <laughs> All right, we're talking about how Stella got her groove back. I can't wait until we do Dolomite is my name, where I know certain things about that movie. It's it's weird when we cover movies that you and I like know some stuff about, and I feel like it's been a long time since we've actually done that. Well, I feel like we knew stuff about cheesy superhero movies. Like I knew stuff about Men in Black and you yeah, knew stuff true. about yeah you knew stuff about all the movies I, knew I stuff showed about you Howard yeah, yeah, yeah but instead we're gonna do a movie right now that you know jack shit about and quite frankly a movie I didn't know anything about <laughs> now have watched and can't take that back I just can't um, full disclosure to the audience and you ahead of time uh, I didn't have time to pick a different movie so I wrote a quiz for this one. I watched it. I wrote it, uh, and um, we're gonna do this now. Maybe, maybe I feel like we shouldn't be doing it anymore. But I also don't have any other options. I all right, I you've sold me. Do, Let's do it. <laughs> I was I was gonna do radio. Realized that was a bad idea for a bunch of different reasons. So I picked the first movie that I could find. Otherwise, watched it, and we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah, so you West, sold I, me. I like it. You get, ex- get so excited. I'm pumped. For some of- get so excited for one of my bonus points. Wesley, why haven't you seen this movie? And what happens in it? Um, I have heard of this movie. Haven't seen it because... For the same reason that anyone doesn't see a movie that they've heard of. It's just like... It, <laughs> the, the opportunity has just never presented itself. Um... As for what happens, uh, Stella, I'm guessing, is a lady who's down on her luck. She's had a string of bad uh, things happen to her. Maybe she's, like, had someone break up with her. Maybe a a family has died. (laughs) I'm going to say her entire family's died. Um, Lost her job. Car's been towed. Whatever. I think this movie is going to be a lot more uh, commercially viable to a large white audience than 
um, some of these other movies that we've watched. Okay. And it's going to be about her trying to take her life back into her hands. Okay. Speaking of things that are largely marketable to white people, uh, what tropes of Hallmark movies does this movie start with? Nice. Okay, I got the uh, I got the vibe right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, ooh, new person comes into town. Uh, she has a family member who told her, who's asking, like, when are you going to settle down and start a family? Uh And she's too focused on her job. Okay. Sorry, I just read my next open-ended question. And I have the answer written below it, and I forgot what it was. (laughs) The answer is funny. Um, when Stella returns from her vacation... What is her sister Vanessa's good news and bad news? So when Vanessa returns from vacation, what's her good news and bad news? Stella returns from vacation. Okay. Vanessa relays to her two things that happened while she was gone. One is good news and one is bad news. The good news, she's engaged. And she holds a finger. Uh, And the bad news, it's to her boyfriend or recent ex yeah and my final open-ended question how does stella get her groove back she finds better work-life balance um she finds love she finds security. <laughs> you motherfucker. I don't know why it catches me by surprise <laughs> every time. But I don't think it's going to be money. I think she already has money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing to keep in mind while you're watching this movie is it is <clears throat> basically autobiographical. Of the author. And I want to talk about that once you've watched it. Called the screenwriter, Ethan. Hmm? It's adapted from a book. Hmm. So, fuck off. Hmm. Moving on to multiple choice. Number one. Hmm. What does Stella's son turn around to say before boarding his plane to go see his dad? Fuck you, I hate you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna slay you in the road. <laughs> A. He asks his mother for one last hug. B. He says he wishes he didn't have to come back to see her. C. He's frightened because he forgot a toy. Or D. He wants his mom to have fun while he's gone. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, D. Okay. That seems like the kind of cheesy shit a kid would say. In a Hallmark movie. From the mouth of babes. From the mouth of babe. La la la. <laughs> la la. <clears throat> Multiple choice number two. What is the age difference between Stella and her love interest, Winston? A. Five years. B. Ten years. C. Twenty years. Or D. Thirty years. <laughs> I hope to God it's not three. <laughs> Her love interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, what were the first three options? Five, ten, and twenty. Okay, I'm gonna say twenty. She gets a new young thing. She's gonna be like forty. Okay. All right. Next multiple choice question. <clears throat> What ruins Winston and Stella's first intimate moment together? Well, intimate like scene. A. He rubs an ice cube on her back. B. Her friend Delilah walks in the room with two other men. C. 
a phone call from Stella's ex, or D, just really awkward sex talk? I think A and D are possibilities, strong possibilities, but I'm going to go with C because it seems more stereotypical. More hallmark. Yeah. And her ex is Santa Claus. (laughs) Hello, Stella. I was just Uh, laying in bed thinking about you. (laughs) Seems like you're not at the phone right now. Uh, I'll just leave a message. Call me back if you feel like it. I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'm drunk. Multiple choice number four. What does Winston want Stella to bring back to Jamaica? Her groove. <laughs> her groove. It's how she gets her groove back to Jamaica. A, that bathing suit. Wink. B, all that ass. C, her son. Or D, junk food. Um, let's say her son. And the final multiple choice question. (laughs) What event immediately precedes Stella's ex-husband saying to her, I just came here to see how miserable you are. So there'll be a scene in the movie. Okay. And then another like location jump. Some stuff happens, and then her husband, her ex-husband says this to her. A, Winston breaks up with her. B, Stella loses her job. C, Stella's best friend's funeral. Or D, a wacky dinner party. Hmm. Gonna say her new boyfriend breaks up with her. Okay. Any particular reason you're going with that? No. I don't have to explain myself to you. <laughs> explain it. <laughs> Just fucking write it down and move on. Wes is so against vamping. He's the Van Helsing of this podcast. <laughs> hey, I think I've done a better job today. You're doing better this episode. <laughs> uh, moving on to true or false. Number one. The first speaking white man in this movie was also in Titanic. <laughs> yeah, sure. Any guess who? Um, I'm going to say Leo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say the captain of the ship. No, 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 no. Uh, what's his name? The guy who with the gun shooting. Shooting up the Titanic. <laughs> Billy, Billy Zane? Imagine if the Titanic was shooting and there was also a shoot. Uh, the, 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 the Titanic was sinking and there was also a shooting going on. Everybody get down! Give me your money! <laughs> Just a robbery. Fills up an entire lifeboat with cash. Dude, I think you need to get your priorities in order. <laughs> he gets uh, rescued and they're like... Why do you have all this money and jewelry? Mm-hmm. True or false, the character Delilah has real-life actress Whoopi Goldberg record her voicemail message. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want that. Give me some of that. Mm-hmm. We haven't had Whoopi in a while. We haven't made Whoopi. Ethan, you told me you would not be <laughs> It's a very contentious point. Ever since you were, we didn't get engaged. <laughs> Ever since I tied a string around my member until it fell off. Ugh. You didn't respond when I talked about I didn't that. Re- I didn't respond to it. No, that's on me. I was on the phone with hospital <laughs> to try to schedule a regular checkup. Which I have not had in three years. And I still have to wait four months. And you have uh, a lot of those. Uh, what's that called? Is it an ulcer? No, it's not an ulcer. What's the thing where, like, a, like around your stomach where something like. It's like a little. An ulcer. 
Is that an ulcer? It's not around your stomach. It like it protrudes from your skin. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, true or false? Stella and Winston pretend to be siblings to mess with a bartender. Sorry, I'm looking still up looking, this. Uh... Still looking up the stomach thing. Yeah. Hernia, hernia. That's what I'm thinking of. Hernia. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? True or false, <laughs> Stella and Winston pretend to be siblings to mess with a bartender. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. And then they start fucking. <laughs> uh, true or false, this movie is based on a true story. I already gave that to you. That's on me. <laughs> but was I telling the truth? What? Huh? True or false, this movie is based on a true story. I wrote it down yeah, here. True. I can't change it with anything true, else. Okay. okay. True or false, Winston was actually just a figment of Stella's imagination the whole time. False. Out of hope alone. The other thing that sucks about there not being anything about this movie online uh, is that I had a very particular screenshot in mind when I was watching the movie. It's not available anywhere. Why didn't you do a Medea movie? <laughs> Honestly, I I was like, maybe I should have just done a Medea movie. <laughs> but I guess it would be in keeping with our uh better movies. Yeah. yeah, I had heard this movie was good. From your mother? No. Other people just other people. I meant to listen to the Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood episode on this before I came in super negative. Uh, but I forgot. I just have not had the time. Hmm. You know what? Fuck it, dude. If you don't like this screenshot, I'll send you a different one. All right. Let's see what we got here. All right. This is on a beach. Sunset, I'm guessing. No, sun. I don't know. Sunset or Decide. sunrise. It's important that you decide. You cannot walk the line on this. It is plot relevant. Okay, it's sunrise because she's trying to get her groove back and she heard that sunrises are, like, really beautiful. Some shit like that. Mm -hmm. This is Stella, titular Stella. Um... She is... Apparently wearing a Walkman or a Discman. I think it's a Discman. Okay. Let me delete Walkman real quick. Delete, delete. delete. Uh, she is just grooving, it seems like, on a beach. Um, seemingly by herself. I don't see any other shadows of people. Mm-hmm. And she's just trying to, maybe this is something that, or maybe she's like jogging. I'm going to say she's jogging. She's out jogging in the morning, trying to get in some exercise, and she's, it's not going well. Okay. When in the movie do you think this is? Uh, Towards the end of the first act, when she realizes she needs to get her groove back, and she's like, a part of that is she needs to exercise more, and this is early on. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's the screenshot. Now, after completing the quiz, I realized something. I need to offer you another bonus point. Because I didn't have that many in my quiz. And I will give you this. Wesley... Co-host of this podcast, my good, good friend. I will give you one full bonus point. Okay. If you do not go on your phone for any other reason than to text me about this movie, you do not play video games during this movie, and you manage to complete it, giving the movie your full attention. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do. All right. Pretty easy. Do I have to prove it somehow, or can I just say, yeah, I did it? 
Uh, I'll ask Takara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that said, if Takara does not want to finish this movie, that's fine. It's just you, and I... I would ask you to stay honest. That's that's all. All right. I'll do okay. it. Okay. Hell, all right. I've <laughs> sat through real Rob season one. I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he is strong. He did do that. Well, that's it for this episode of the game show We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Ethan... 27.25 and Wesley 30.5. Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can also follow me at Powerful Goose, where you can see pictures of my cat. Or you can follow me on Letterboxd at E Geese, where you cannot see pictures of my cat. I also realized I have not recorded how I felt about any movie that we've done on this show in like the past two months. So I should probably go back and do that. You can follow Wesley, who's much better at doing that, on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember to tie a string around your prolapsed anus until it falls off. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>